Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts. Warriors, welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green, and you are listening to episode number 11 entitled Alignment to Increase. This is actually going to be part one of a two part series, and I wanted to talk about this specifically because we've been talking about breakthrough during the last episode. We talked about becoming the breakthrough and how there are certain characteristics and a certain posture of heart that needs to be produced in you in order to produce the breakthrough. So you must become all the components that are necessary to produce the breakthrough. And this week's episode about alignment is just going a step further in talking about how to come into the space where you have the proper heart posture to produce the breakthrough. But before we delve in, there's one thing that I want to say to all my listeners about the things that we talk about on War in the Spirit and the accountability that you need to have once you receive this word. I want everyone to understand that the things that I teach about on the podcast are revelatory things that the Holy Spirit has revealed to me and also things that are revealed through the word of God. But you should not take what I am saying at face value. You need to be going back and chewing on the word that is released on this podcast. That means you need to go back and you need to study it for yourself. You need to allow God and the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you into a revelation that will show you how to specifically apply these things for yourself. Because the concepts that I'm talking about on the podcast are a blanket concept that God shows me. It's an area where God is saying, hey, we need to pay attention to this. But then you have to take the accountability to now go back, study what I'm saying on your own and allow God to show you specifically what that means for your life and the application of these concepts in your life. So now that we have addressed the accountability that is necessary to understand and continue to chew on the things that we've talked about on the podcast, let's delve into talking about alignment. So I want to start just by defining it. The first definition that I looked at says arrangement in a straight line or in correct or appropriate relative positions. Number two says a position of agreement or alliance. So Alignment with God means that you are in agreement with his will. You are in alliance. You are co-laboring with God to walk out his will for your life. You see, the purpose of the breakthrough process is to bring us back into alignment with the will of God for our lives. 
We were born into alignment, but somewhere along the way, we disconnected from God. And now he is calling us back into the deep place in his spirit. Alignment is imperative to receive increase. So one of the reasons that I really wanted to talk about this is because we often hear people preaching and teaching about increase and prosperity and overflow and abundance and all of the things that God wants us to have in our lives, miracles, signs, and wonders. But we don't hear people talk enough about what is required to produce that. And alignment with the will of God is an imperative peace to see all of those things manifest in your life. Without alignment, you leave God with nothing to work with to produce the increase. Not that God needs something to work with, but what he needs is for you to be postured in the proper place so that he can increase you, so that you can show him that you can be trusted with the increase. Everyone wants increase, but we are often not willing to produce the alignment it takes to produce the increase. The instructions that God gives us are a seed, a first step to opening a series of doors for you. It's almost a seed of trust. So God gives you an instruction and you say, God, I trust you enough to go forward and do this thing that you're telling me to do, even though I don't know how it's going to turn out, even though I don't know what the results of this thing are. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to follow your instruction. However, there's a response that is required in order to open the doors to increase. It is direct alignment with God's plan for how your purpose and your promises are to be manifested. Alignment is when your will and God's will for your life become one in the same. When you have yielded to the point where you seek God for how you are to move in every area of your life not just one area not just how do I get rid of this illness God how do I get this new job how do I get this new financial increase but every single area of your life it is a full acknowledgement that God's plan is the best plan and in recognizing that you follow it in everything you do you see sometimes we have our own desires our own views our own ideas about what our lives should look like However, God has seen the end game before we were even formed in the womb. So not only does he know what we need, he knows what we desire even better than we do. Let's look at Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. So if you put all your trust in God and you stop trying to lean to your own understanding and executing your own plan, he will make your path straight. He will bring you into alignment with his will and his plan for your life. Let's look at Proverbs 16, 1 through 4. To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plan. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked for a day of disaster. So here it is, it's saying the plans of man are not the plans of God. From the Lord comes the proper answer and that God examines the motives of our heart. So once God examines us, this is a part of what the breakthrough process is. This is a part of what alignment is. Once God examines us to see if we are in alignment or he puts us through a process to bring us into alignment, 
Then and only then will he establish our plans and establish his plans for our life. But then again, he will establish our plans because our plans become one and the same in direct alignment with his plan. So I'll give you an example, a personal example. I was working a nine to five job. I was a behavior analyst doing behavioral interventions with children with autism. And I liked what I was doing because it allowed me to affect change in people's lives. It allowed me to see the effect that I was having on other people and and, and to have an impact in an area where not a lot of people were willing to serve. But I also had a desire not to work for anyone else. I desired to help people. I desired to be used in the kingdom. But I never had a burning desire to become an evangelist at a higher level in God's kingdom. I never really had a desire to do ministry. So there was a wrestling in my spirit over what I thought my life should look like and what God was pushing me into. You see, I was perfectly content with ministering to my friends or my neighbors, my coworkers, and maybe even some acquaintances and the occasional random person crossing my path. But it was not on my agenda to be placed out front to be a vessel for God. I wanted to remain behind the scenes in my comfort zone and do what didn't bring too much disruption to my current lifestyle. However, God had his own plans. And after playing tug of war with God over this situation, I let the rope go and surrender to him to embrace his will for my life and adopt it as my own. And as I did that, God began to show me what was available to me if I followed through with his will. And just like that, I came into alignment with him in my heart. His will became my will. And along with that, my exceedingly abundantly beyond all that I could ever ask or think was released into my life. The promises were fulfilled when full alignment was birthed in my spirit. See, God is faithful. Your desires are important to him. But sometimes we are thinking too small for God. He wants his children to live in abundance. He wants us to be an example to the world of his power manifested in the earth. However, our lives must be a living sacrifice in order to attain the level of abundance that he wants to release. Let's look at some examples of what it looks like to be out of alignment. Let's take Adam and Eve, for example. They were out of alignment, specifically looking at Genesis 3, 6 through 19. It says, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid and he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord said to the serpent, 
Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe with painful labor you will give birth to children your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you to adam he said because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which i commanded you you must not eat from it. cursed is the ground because of you through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life it will produce thorns and thistles for you and you will eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground since from it you were taken for dust you are and to dust you will return so what do we learn from adam and eve well there are a few things to highlight in this passage the first thing is here it is adam and eve have this beautiful garden to live in god has provided every single thing that they need but for whatever reason they're searching for something outside of what god has for them and so the lesson is that is that sometimes we look at the good thing and assume that it's the God thing. Or we look at the good thing and we think, well, maybe this is better than what I'm in right now. And we step outside of what God has for us. We step outside of alignment with God and look what happens. We get removed from the abundance and the prosperity that God has for us. When God places us in something, we must trust that it is the right thing for us. We must trust that God has everything under control, that everything that he is doing is going to work in our favor. Because when we disobey him, we may be cast out of that space into something that we thought would be good, but in reality is much less than what God truly had for us. So the second thing that we need to see from Adam and Eve is that when we do get out of alignment, we can't hide from God. So when you know that you are not within God's will, or you're not walking in the purpose for your life, in God's purpose for your life, when you know that you're not in God's will, when you know that you're not walking in God's purpose for your life, stop hiding from God as if he can't see you anyway. Stop pretending that God can't see exactly where you are. Instead, when you mess up, when you get out of alignment, when you know that your heart isn't postured in the right place, surrender to him, submit to him, lay your issues at the altar and allow him to bring you back into alignment. See, Adam and Eve ran, they hid from God, but that is not serving us well. Hiding from God is not serving us well. God desires to bring us back into the fold. He doesn't want us to be lost sheep forever. So, the other thing that we learn from Adam and Eve is that sometimes God doesn't give us the full picture in order to protect us. So here it is. God told Adam and Eve, do not eat from this tree. If you eat from this tree, you will surely die. And instead of listening to God and trusting that he was directing them in the right way, he didn't show them the full picture of good and evil because he was protecting them. They were not subject to 
evil. They were not subject to the ways of the world until they stepped out of alignment. And sometimes God will not show us everything because he's trying to protect us because he knows that if he shows us everything, it's going to cause us to step on a path where he doesn't want us to go. The last thing that we learn from Adam and Eve is what is good is not always good for us. So even though that fruit looked like good food, it really wasn't good for her. See, this is the difference between, again, as we talked about in the last episode, the good thing and the God thing. They wanted the knowledge that God was protecting them from, but God will protect us from some things that he knows we can't handle. And when we move ahead of God, we open ourselves up to opposition. We give the enemy access to us because we are misaligned with God's hedge of protection. When out of alignment, you lose the value of the favor on your life. So here it was, Adam and Eve were in a garden. They had the favor. They had a harvest that they didn't even have to produce. And as soon as they stepped out of alignment, the favor that was on their life was removed and they had to work the ground in order to produce. Now, just take a moment and ask yourself, are you in alignment? Is there a good thing that you're accepting because you don't want to step into the God thing? Are you in misalignment? Have you stepped outside of the will of God for your life? So now I want to look at another example. And this is actually going to show us the difference between the heart posture of alignment and the heart posture of misalignment. So we're first going to look at Samuel 13, 13 through 14. And we're talking about Saul and David here. So in chapter 13 of 1 Samuel, it says, um, verse 13, it says, You have done a foolish thing, Samuel said. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. You know, when we talk about this, not a lot of people talk about the fact that There was an opportunity for Saul to be anointed as king, but his heart posture wasn't in the correct standing to receive the anointing. So when we look here at chapter 13, Saul is already king, but he has not yet been anointed as king. See, God appointed him as king. So prior to this chapter 13, Saul has been appointed as king. The people wanted a king, so God appointed them a king. Saul assumes the position of king without receiving the anointing for the position. So when we look here in chapter 13, what's happening is God has given Saul an instruction of what he needs to do. God's given Saul some instructions to follow. And when we chime in on verse 13, Saul is being rebuked because he has not followed the commands of the Lord. He has not followed the instructions that God has given him. And so look at what it says. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. So in the last podcast episode, we talked about the covenant of God. And that was in Deuteronomy, I believe, 29. And part of that covenant says, if you obey me, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. Here is another example where God is showing us that covenant. It says, if you had 
kept the command of the Lord, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. You will always be at the top and never at the bottom. See, this is again the difference between the good thing and the God thing. When you don't obey God, he cannot establish the promises over your life. And so I've said this time and time again that the good thing can come and go. The God thing will continue to provide for you. And here it is again. God is saying your kingdom will be established for all time if you had obeyed me. So here it is. Saul has assumed a position that God did not anoint him for. God still gives him an opportunity to prove himself. And he remains out of alignment. So God appointed him for the position. God knew that his posture wasn't right. But he still gave him an opportunity to show that he could be trusted with the position so that he could receive the anointing. Then we skip down to chapter 15, verse 1. It says, Samuel said to Saul, I am the one the Lord sent to anoint you king over his people, Israel. So listen now to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up out of Egypt. Now go attack the Amalekites and totally destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkey. So God has given another chance for Saul to prove himself. Here it is. Samuel says, I am the one the Lord sent to anoint you. I know you've messed up one time before. I know that you didn't receive the anointing. You weren't postured to receive the anointing from the beginning. But God is giving you one more chance to show him that you can be trusted. So he tells Saul, go and attack the Amalekites. Do not spare anything. Put everything to death. Then if we skip down to verse 9, it says, But Saul and the army spared Agag and the best of the sheep and cattle and fat calves and lambs, everything that was good. Then in verse 23, it says, For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance, like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. So here it is again, a second time. Saul has chosen the good thing. See, he saw that the sheep and the cattle and the calves and the lambs were good. He decided, I'm going to keep the good thing as opposed to going with the God thing. And what happened as a result is that he was rejected as king. But watch God's grace. God will know our heart posture and know that we are out of alignment. But he will still give us an opportunity to prove that we can be trusted. And even look at this. The first time that Saul got it wrong, the anointing was delayed. So he delayed the anointing. But the second time God gave him another opportunity to get it right. The second time the anointing was rejected. See, Saul stepped outside of the will of God. He chose the permissible thing. The people wanted a king and God allowed them to have what they asked for. 
However, it was not beneficial for them because it was not the God thing. It was the good thing. Therefore, Saul assumed a role that God had not ordained for him. However, in chapter 15, we see God's grace. Although Saul assumed a role that God had not anointed him for, God gave him an opportunity for him to come back into alignment by testing his heart. And the word says that Samuel can't. Uh, uh. So even though sometimes you will fall into the good thing, you will take the permissible thing. God will give you a chance to come into alignment and make it the God thing. But you still have to make a choice to realign yourself with God. God can take your mistake and turn it into a triumph. God can take a device of the enemy and turn it to work in your favor. But again, the key to seeing that manifest in your life is alignment, is obedience to God. So how many chances must God give you to step into his plan for your life before he rejects you and finds someone with the proper heart posture to assume the position that he had for you? Because at the end of the day, if you do not respond, there is still work to be done. Eventually, God is going to appoint and anoint someone else to do that job that he had for you to do. Now, let's look at David. David is a representation of the proper heart posture. And so here it is. We're looking at um, 1 Samuel 16. We're going to skip down and look at verse 11. So Samuel has been sent to anoint the new king of Israel and he's been sent to Jesse's house. Jesse is David's father. Samuel has been brought all of David's brothers. And so as they came to Samuel, the Lord indicated to Samuel that none of them were the rightful king that he wanted to anoint over Israel. So in verse 11, it says he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him with the presence of his... So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. And so when we look at what happens, David is in a posture of service. David is out in the pasture tending to the sheep. So now let's look at. David and Saul's heart posture. Saul was looking to take the place of power, but David was willing to serve. See, Saul is a representation of the flesh and David is a representation of the spirit. The word says that David was a man after God's own heart. David had a heart to serve and he even served Saul, even though he had already been anointed the king. 
God wants to call sheep out of the pasture and into the palace, but refusing the pasture blocks you from receiving the palace. Refusing the wilderness blocks you from the place of the spring up. So let's look at Isaiah 43, 19. It says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. But see what happened. David couldn't get into the palace without first being in the pasture. In this passage in Isaiah, it says, the new thing springs up in the wilderness. There are streams that are created in the wasteland. But without going to the wilderness, without going to the wasteland, you can't see the spring up. You can't see the stream. And so when we refuse what God is trying to tell us to do, when we refuse to be obedient, God might be taking us to what looks like a dry place, but that actually might be the destination of the spring up. That might actually be the destination of the streams. That might actually be where you get called out of the pasture and into the palace. So what opportunity have you missed by choosing not to go with the God thing and choosing to go with the good thing. Ask yourself, am I trying to step into the palace without completing my pasture season? Am I, ask yourself, am I trying to step into the palace without completing my pasture season? Am I out of order in trying to put the promises and the things I want before the will of God? If the answer is yes, then the next question should be, how can I come back into alignment with what God wants for my life? Being out of alignment is like running on a track. You must stay within your lane in order to keep from being disqualified from the race. If you step out of your lane, you are automatically disqualified for that race. It doesn't mean that you can't run in another race, but what it means is that you must wait for the next opportunity to reach the finish line. Essentially, you must circle the track again, complete another cycle where hopefully you will respond in a different way. Stepping out of alignment can be detrimental to your transition into increase. We often try to apply our practical strategies for increase when God has already devised a supernatural plan to give it to us. God may have shown you a new home. And your logic says there are practical steps that must be followed in order to get it. You may say, I have to pay off all my debts. I have to repair my credit. I have to save a 20% down payment. But God may be saying none of that matters. Submit to me and my plan. He might even be saying, just submit the application. He can impress on the heart of someone to bend rules and policies and procedures to benefit you. But sometimes we are so caught up in our doubt, our fear, our logic, and our plan that we miss the move of God. We miss the increase because we are out of alignment. God is doing a new thing in his church, in his people. And if we want to maintain our access to the promises of God, the increase of God, the prosperity of God, we must align ourselves with the plan of God. We can't solicit God into our lives only when we want something. We must surrender every area to him and allow him to have his way. There is a changing of the guard coming to the church and God is checking under the hood to see if people are in proper working condition to ride into the next destination. 
God is unseating those who are out of alignment and replacing them with those who have the proper heart posture of full surrender to him. Check your oil. Is it clean or is it soiled? If your answer is the latter, then you need to figure out what needs to be done in order to restore the order of God to your life. And so what I want you guys to do for the next week leading up to the next podcast is to really sit with God. Pray about what it is that your purpose is and ask him to show you areas where you may be out of alignment. And in the next episode, we're going to talk specifically about when you find that you're out of alignment with God. How do you get back to that place of alignment? Do the work, trust God and allow him to put you where he wants you to be. Well, that wraps our session for today. I just want to thank you for taking the time to tune in. I'm so humbled and grateful for the privilege of being used as a vessel by God. And I pray that you have been blessed by the content of this podcast. If you have questions or comments about today's session, please leave a voice recording on the podcast page and I will respond to you. You can also email me at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. If you are led, you can sow into the ministry at Cash App, dollar sign, Collective Live. And you can find the ministry on Facebook at Collective Live Worship. Remember, you are a spiritual warrior with God-given power and authority. Walk in it. I'm praying for your breakthrough, increase, and abundance. Have a spirit-filled week and tune in next Wednesday. Love you all. Be blessed.